and gentlemen, and welcome to a week after the vacation glowing week point. I'm John. He's Wombat. We're your hosts for glowing week point. Uh, how's it going, Wombat? Oh, I'm great. I'm doing fantastic. John, how are you? I'm doing great, too, because I just got back from vacation. It is nice to be on vacation. Yeah. Th- so, uh, you want to know my glowing weak point? <laughs> uh, was it vacation? <laughs> it was vacation. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I had to pick, like, one or two things that were really nice, um, I, I got to have some pineapple Turkish delight. Okay. Which was incredible. I've, I've both had and made, uh, Turkish delight in the past, but I've made it the the classic version, which is rose flavored. Right, and I, I don't like it. No, it's bad. Um, it's 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 definitely just bad. Like it's um, it's way too like cloyingly sweet, and yeah. Also, you should with the f- eat flowers. Flavors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no flowers in the world that I think you should be eating. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I like it's not smelling a good one. A rose. But uh pineapple Turkish delight is incredible. Okay. I mean That's maybe I'll see if that exists shit. anywhere and I'll try it. <laughs> uh what about you? What's your glowing weak point? Um I'm going to put my glowing weak point as this office I'm in now. Even though um, yeah. there's some issues with it still. Uh, for one, the desk that I have has a shelf on the side that I need to enter into the room. Um, yeah. And so it, it's in, I have to lift my chair to get it in here. Um, and I have uh. to like kind of bump up against the desk in order to get in. But we're going to fix that by just taking the shelves off and installing brackets underneath the... Uh, the desk. Okay. Yeah. That way it can be held up without this shelf thing. Um, other mm-hmm. than that, it's great. Like, I mean, I don't, you know, my sound quality has been shit for the past uh, three months. Um, yeah, and it's a good bit better now. Right. I Like, I can even see it in the wavelength just how much better the sound is now. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to uh, have this space, and who knows, maybe I'll use it to do other shit, but for now, it's basically who just knows? for recording. Well, that's something. All right, well, I guess uh, let's just hop right into it. Yeah, um, let's do it. Uh, Unless you have a Battle Tanks game to talk about. I don't, because I was on vacation, so I didn't, I didn't do any of that. Okay. And... I've only gotten back recently, and then my AC was out, so I didn't want to live. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just didn't want to be alive, and uh, yeah, so I, I didn't do anything. Okay. I just only got it fixed, like, just before uh, I called you. That's fair. So, yeah, it's awful. So we can just jump into anime then. Let's just jump into anime. I thought uh, you've I moved picked up a, a couple more. Yeah, uh, I thought I moved this one over to yours. You, you did. 
you just didn't delete it there. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> That's fixed, because I have not been watching that one. And I don't know that I'll return to it. In fact, l- let's start there, John. Let's start with Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Okay. It's it's a very different show. Yeah? Yeah. I still like it. Um, <laughs> but it's... It's still pretty good. I mean, what? How far have you gotten? Um, as far as I was last time, like episode three. Okay. Like yeah. I said, I have not been watching it, and I'm not sure I'll return because uh, it just so, kind of wasn't interesting enough to me. So we we got uh, you had seen Dog Guy at that point, right? Dog Guy, the guy with the dog. Yes. Yes. He's dead now. Oh, well, that was quick. Um, yep. Uh, his brother showed up, as did two more knights. Uh, we've got Horse Knight and Snake Knight. Uh, Snake Knight's kind of pretty. Uh, Horse Knight's probably going to die soon. Um, and uh, I forget. Oh, uh, his brother is apparently, like, Bird Knight. I don't know if it's like a raven or a crow, some some sort of black corvid. I don't think it's a grackle. Uh, although <laughs> I I feel like you should call him Grackle Knight because uh, Grackle Knight because he's bad. Uh, he he's like he's evil. Yeah, he's evil. So he's constantly fighting with the other ring knights. And oh my god, is um, this actually Katakyo Hitman Reborn? And I think he's about to kill Horse Knight. Because um, he's supposed but, to be on the side of of uh, what's her face, right? Justice, yeah, yeah, the princess. But he's killing her other knights. Yes, yeah. No, he he he's not doing what he's supposed to. Um, like, like, is there a reason for that that we know of, or uh, he wants to be the very best, like no one ever was? Oh, he wants to be the only knight. Yeah. Well, he just wants to be the strongest that exists, period. Oh. And so he killed his own brother? Uh, no. No, 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 no. His his brother died saving uh protagonist Kuhn's life uh from a um golem. Oh. Well, bummer. And then and then he just shows up out of the blue and is like, "Hey, let's fight." Okay. <laughs> like immediately afterwards? Yep. <laughs> so the two brothers don't even interact? Nope, never once. You you do not see the two of them on the same screen at the same time. That's uh that feels bad. That feels Yeah, one dies, next episode, new one shows up. Okay. Uh what about Bird Knight? Yep. You said she was hot or he was hot. No, yeah, sn- Snake but... s- Snake Knight is hot. Bird Knight is the bad dude. Right. And Horse yeah. Knight's about to die. Horse Knight's about to die. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's, it's just what it is. That's just what it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So that's Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. We basically just have a bunch of animal knights. It sounds yep. like nothing much interesting has happened beyond that. No, not really. It's it's going very slow. Like we still haven't been introduced to the big bad. 
And it should be like six episodes in or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know how long the season is, but six episodes is a while to wait to introduce, like... Like, they've introduced the hammer already, but they haven't introduced the guy who makes the hammer. Yeah. Or all the golems. Right, there's just a really bad-looking fish golem that I saw. Yep. There's a couple of them. Okay. <laughs> like, like that's yeah. the ugliest fucking um, model I've ever seen in an anime. To be yeah, entirely it's, it's, honest, it's it's not good looking. It's not great. No, I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's pick one of yours. Okay. Tell me about Call of the Night, because I watched some of that, and then I stopped last oh. time. Oh, my God. Call of the Night is so good. Um, first of all, I don't know if we talked about the opening last time, but this is definitely, like, the best opening of the season, at least of the shows that I've watched. It's, it's a fucking badass opening. Um, Uh, at one point, at one point, the music almost, like, completely stops, and it ends, and it has, like, a title screen on it, and you think that it's over. But then it fucking kicks back in even harder than it did before. And then the animation has the characters like looking at it and then they fall out of the fucking room because it tilts sideways. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, okay. Let's see. The, the latest interesting thing that's happened is they, they introduced an office worker woman who comes to Nazana's house. In order to get massages, because we've learned that Nazana made money by giving people massages, and this is also how she fed. Um, and she hasn't been doing that because she spends every night hanging out with Ko. Uh, yeah. So this woman stops by to get her, her massage because she's been there before, and Nazana's like, ah, I just want to play games, so why don't you go do this, Ko? Um, and is he, is Nazana the new girl or the vampire girl? Nazana is the vampire. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Akari has not really been a presence in the last couple of episodes. Interesting. Okay. Uh, like, like there. I don't know if you saw the episode where she like uh she stayed the night over with the two of them, but that nope. was that was the last time we really saw them hanging out. Uh. Huh. I think she kind of has a thing for Ko, but it's not clear. But regardless, okay. regardless, this woman comes to get a massage, and Ko gives her like what's pretty clearly like a bad massage. But they start talking to each other, and they're they're able to relate to their life experiences at least a little bit because they're both completely dissatisfied with their life, and they don't really know what to do about it. Um, and then, uh. She gets a call from her boss at like 2 a.m. asking her to come back into work. And Ko's like, uh, no, I'm going to stop you from going back into work. Uh, Nazana, come help me. And, and Nazana comes through the fucking wall in, <laughs> in huh. front of this other woman and then throws her out the window. Wow. <laughs> And then Ko jumps out the window in order to to catch her, and then Nazana has to catch both of them. And so now this other woman just knows that uh, Nazana is a vampire. 
That's huh. that's just a thing that happens. Huh. But this doesn't change her mind about what she's doing. At the end of it, they have this long conversation about how she she really should just like quit her job and do what she wants to. But, you know, adults gotta adult, so she goes into work at 2 a.m. Ridiculous. I was really hoping that she wouldn't, but then she did, and I'm bummed. But I had fun! It's a good show. Okay. Uh, I'm still not going to watch it. You you didn't say anything that made me interested in it. Okay. <laughs> At all. All right. Um, let's see, what do you what do you think about the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting? What's been happening there? Um, it's cute. It's so cute. It is. Um, I really thought. Okay. So, are you caught up? Yeah. All right. So, in one episode, there's this there's this asshole dude running around causing trouble for Kirishima. Yeah, and then he fucks him up and sends him to jail. No. No. He fucks him up, and then he, uh, he buries him in the ground. Yeah, or, that's right. That's he has, right. He has a Sugihara bury him in the Sugihara ground. Sugihara bury him in the ground up to his neck, yeah. But then the, uh... Like, this was the first episode where Kirishima and the guy who's been hanging around in the background looking all evil, like, have a single interaction where they clearly have, like, a history between each other. And then that dude finds the guy that Kirishima buried in the ground and I think murders him? No? Like, he he went to the guy and then, like, like, fucking kicked his face in or whatever. Like, I thought that was... I thought that was him murdering him. I don't think so. But then nothing ever came of it afterwards. But then I think you're right. In the la- in the very latest episode, there's a guy who gets out of jail and is like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go kill Kirishima. Was that the same guy? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> See, now I'm confused. Because now I don't understand the purpose of the white-haired guy going and finding the other dude. I don't remember white hair guy going and finding the other dude. It was like when a was post, it was like a post credit scene. Oh, see, I haven't been watching any post credit stuff because ninety uh, percent of the time there isn't one nowadays. Right, and usually there's not one in this show either, but there was in that episode. And I always watch through the ending, so I saw that. Hmm. So uh, I'm just a little confused about what happened there. And also the white haired guy has not mattered since. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it, it, this show has a way of introducing lots of characters that seem like they'll be important later, but they don't utilize them as soon as they're introduced. Like the, uh, the girl who ran away from home. And, and, like, befriended Yaika. And... and mm-hmm. she, come, she comes by once after that for, like, Yaika's birthday. And just hangs around and eats shit. But that's, like, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got a new friend. Right. But it, it really seemed like they were gonna do something with that character. And mm-hmm. they just haven't. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. And that's the way I feel about the the white-haired guy who lurks in the background. He's actually pink-haired. I just watched it. Oh. Um, yeah. My bad. Uh, 
What do you think yeah, about I, it? I mean, I, I don't give a shit about the plot. It's cute, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, like, super invested in this fucking Yakuza story about a, ba- a guy who babysits, because they do shit other than just that. Like, they, they do have, like, a thing happening with the Yakuza shit. Yeah. And, and so I'm paying a lot of attention to that, and I, I'm disappointed when nothing comes of it. <laughs> All right, well, let's get some of the, uh, the holdovers from other seasons and sequels out of the way. Uh, so, Overlord, uh, you know nothing about... I know. I've never watched it. I know that it's a skeleton dude in another world. Yep. Well, but it's not a skeleton season. in another world. No. No, thank goodness for that. Because, <laughs> um, oh gosh, that was unnecessary. That that entire anime mm-hmm. could just be summed up with, it was unnecessary. It could have just not existed and everyone would have been happy. Uh, rape scene, um, and then the show was there. Yes. It's like, haha, this is a show about rape. Not actually, at all, in any way. It's just a fantasy again. show. But, like, not even good. It's just generic. But, like, <laughs> not even, like, good generic. It exists, and that is the maximum that can be said about it. It's not bad, it's not good, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> it it does nothing interesting at all. I mean, it is bad in that it does nothing interesting at all. Right. I mean, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse than being bad. Sometimes, is yeah, to be boring. Yeah, to be too competent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in Overlord, uh, right now we've gone after the the dwarves. He's he's gone to save the dwarves from. Uh, wolf people? Okay. Rocks. <laughs> Who eat rocks? <laughs> Who eat rocks, yes. Um, they have a name for them. It's like Quarog or something. It's, it's definitely not a thing from anything else. Um. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, he's doing this so that he can get rune crafting. He's, he's convincing all of the rune crafters from the elves to move to his kingdom. And everyone's like, ah, fine, that's, you know, do it. We don't need rune crafters. They, it's, it's, uh, it takes way too long compared to just regular, um, spell crafting. Like, rune crafting just, is like legit one of the most boring skills in RuneScape. Yeah, except, uh, it's really cheap to make magic weapons versus infusing them with magic. And also, um, they've only been able to do, like, one or two runes on things. I think the the maximum that's ever happened in the world is four. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, Ainz uh, shows up and he's like, hey, so, uh, could y'all do something like this? And he pulls out a sword with 20 fucking runes on it. <laughs> and they're like... No, but we will. <laughs> we're 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 gonna do everything we can to figure out how to do that because that's fucking dope. <laughs> Wait, so, you can do that? Uh, I yeah, want to learn how so, to do that. 
So yeah, the the dwarf kingdom's like, sure, you can have all of our worthless rune crafters. Like the we're not even doing that now. It's there's like twelve in the kingdom, whereas we've got hundreds of the magic infusing guys because like that's so much faster, it, more like, efficient. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, except for to you you can enchant something really fast, but it costs a lot for both um like uh spell points i guess um or whatever and the like consumables you have to put into it mm. so like you have to be putting like diamonds and stuff into it to to make it work whereas runes you could just take a hunk of metal and cr- throw a rune on it and there it is it's cool. magical now boom <laughs> it takes a while to do the runes but uh it's significantly cheaper <laughs> Um. So yeah, everyone's like, "Nah, we don't want them. You can have them." And he's like, "Cool, thank you. I will take <laughs> them, and then I will use their powers to conquer the world." Uh, another one I'm watching is Classroom of the Elite, um, season two. Have you I remembered anything st- about the first season yet? Starting to remember some of the first season. There's a, a manipulative bitch who pretends to be really cheery and nice, but in actuality, she's backstabbing everyone and a traitor. Oh, wow, I've never and, seen a character uh, like that in anything ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's interesting seeing the main character weasel his way through things because he is clever as a tactician. Can I be honest? When yeah. I hear when I hear the title Classroom of the Elite, I don't want there to be a main character. <laughs> I kind of want it uh, to be like a uh, a fucking Dararara kind of thing where there's just a whole bunch of main characters. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of people that get spotlighted. Um so like there's there's the main character quote unquote who's Honestly, he's only slightly more characterized than, like, Kirito or say any of the other. um, (laughs) One-note protagonists? Yeah, well, no, I I just mean, like, Kirito, for the most part, doesn't get any characterizations because he's there for you to... He's he's the viewer insert. Right. He's the Keanu Reeves of the, the... Matrix. He's there so you can um, feel like you're dating Asuna, and you're yes. surrounded by all these girls that wish they were Asuna. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly correct. Um, the <laughs> he is in this uh, in classroom of the lead. It's slightly more than that, but he is he's he's typically got a pretty vacant expression on his face. He's definitely there for the the uh I want to say the player insert cuz I'm used to video games, but audience the, surrogate the audience surrogate. Um but uh I mean th- there's more to him than like a Kirito like um and he because of that he's he's connected to a lot of things. But he doesn't show up with a lot of things. He's more like a like a Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes, where he's got 
his fingers and everything, and he's kind of working his spider web from a distance, and then things work out the way he wants to. Or don't. I mean, the, the other people are also spider webbing around. Um, but, like, he he shows up and is like, yeah, I did this thing. Uh, or things happen and you know it's tied to him. Whereas you mostly see the story through a girl who gets picked on and bullied, or a bitch girl who's a traitor, or the, um, there's this one girl who her brother is the, basically, he would be the student council president. But because this is the classroom of the elite, he has some special title that puts him in charge of, like, a whole military or some shit. Uh, no, no, it is still a classroom. They just have, like, points and stuff. It's, oh. yeah. Um, My idea was more but, like, interesting. He's, he's, he's basically, your idea was incredibly derivative. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, anime is derivative, so. Yeah. <laughs> this one isn't derivative from all of those um because you just named you you basically just described like 37 anime um right i mean i i can add more details we can narrow it down to like five <laughs> <laughs> but you can't narrow it down to zero um, <laughs> no you really can't but that's because um, there's so many anime out there now What what are you gonna do so her brother is the uh the student council president and she wants to best him or something and so they're trying to get their class to be better and a lot of it it goes from her perspective because she's like the deuteragonist okay I'd say. yeah whatever it's interesting uh i i wouldn't bother going back and watching the first one if it's it's not that good <laughs> but if if you already watched the first one, which was pretty good for its time, uh, I hope you're enjoying the second one because it's it's all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's just go down the line. Don Machi, because we're both keeping up with this. Yeah, Don Machi. This season is going hard, like right out the gate. Like, like, the first episode, yeah, it took it a little slow getting everybody into the dungeon. The second episode, they're like, there's a big green monster and it has spikes and also now, uh, fucking one of the major characters is poisoned with, with b vine illness. Yeah. He, he impregnated her with his seed. <laughs> And, and as it's gone on, they've just found more and more people down here with the fucking vine illness. But like, yeah. like just getting. And now uh, Bell's been separated from the main group and thrown further into the dungeon than they intention yeah. than they initially meant to go. And now he's got this uh, buxom mermaid that he's carrying around, and she's naked except for finally she put on. Two tiny little um, shells. Right, she did the aerial. Uh huh. <laughs> Ariel's Ariel's shells were a little bit larger. Oh, only a little bit though. Uh huh. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying Don Machi this season. It's a, uh, uh, it's good, and it's showcasing a lot of the other characters too, like um. Aisha yes. showed back up and decided to go into the dungeon with them. 
And it's nice to I see mean, her be a badass on the side of good. I, Don Machi, I think, has consistently done that. I think last season was a little bit off from that because it was so focused on the Xenos. But in general, I'd say it's it's been good about showing uh, the other party members. It's not just just him <laughs> right I, I i think that's what i what i mean i think don machi season three was really really bell focused because yeah. they wanted to do a lot with the xenos and so the other characters had to kind of take a back seat so they could get to mm-hmm. shine for a bit and now they're coming yeah. back to the forefront and that's it's refreshing to see uh wealth out there fucking kicking ass and the uh, the samurai dude with his new axe, that axe is yeah. fucking awesome. It is. I'm not an axe guy, but but that's it's it's a sexy axe. That's a good axe. Uh. And um, even fucking Lilica is that her name? Like she's taken on yeah. like the tactician role, and that's I don't know why they didn't have her step into that more like sooner. Because it suits her yeah. a lot. It does. Yeah. Um, it and, does. and it makes sense since she's the supporter character. Uh, yeah. I, I still, mean, it really is perfect for her. The In the next episode, they're going to have Haruhime do her new thing. So I'm looking forward to that because Haruhime hasn't done much but be annoying so far. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Haruhime's big thing is that she's useless, but she's incredibly powerful. She's the dancer of the Fire Emblem party. Right. Like, like she, she by herself, she could just die instantly. But she has the power to make everyone else better. And I think that's, uh, if I had to guess, that's what's going to go on is... She's going to use her normally, well, one person gets one level up to everyone gets a level up. Or something like that. Right. I mean, uh, we already know she can level up the, the whole party, right? That's what they've been saying in this season. But she's got, like, some new spell that's about to obliterate all the crabs coming after them. I... I don't know. I don't, I don't think we are supposed to know that she has an ability to give everyone... Because she's only ever been able to make one person stronger. Right, but the way they've been referring to it this season, especially from um, Aisha, has been like, uh, she can give us all a, lo- a level up. Like, like she she can give us a level no, up is I, how it's always worded. Yeah, I I think you're you're reading too far into it. Okay, <laughs> every single time, every single time that they've said that to me, it's been like we can trade off. That way, it's not one person going all the time. I see. So like. This person can guard the party, then this person can guard the party. And I think they even, like, basically mention that. Um, you can trade off. Um, but I, I, I feel like there's, there is probably some power that, that'll allow her to impact multiple. And I think that's, I don't think she's a caster like most casters where they, they cast. I think, I think she's a bard is what she is. So I don't think she's about to cast some devastating magic to make a whole bunch of stuff happen. I think she's about to uh, buff the party real hard. 
Okay. Um, all all listeners know that if if next week's episode starts with her fucking obliterating it, obliterating everything with a massive like ga level spell, um, I'm going to start the episode with a cackle, just a, a loud cackle, and that's how you'll know. So, so <laughs> this is one of those times when you do want to watch that episode of anime, even if you don't watch that. Just to be clear, that's Don Machi episode five is what it's going to be. Just so that when uh, you watch the next one, you can know whether to mute the beginning or not, because it's going to be loud. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the implication that my cackles are loud. They're, they're, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) This one will be loud, though. Tell me, they're always loud. Tell me about Awashi. Uh, Aoashi is awesome. It's... <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say about Aoashi other than it's just... It's such good soccer shit going on, dude. Um, uh, like, like, he, he got... He was told he should become a defender, right? And it made sense because he has this, like, eagle vision where he can see all of the field. And putting him further back on the field means he can utilize that to a greater extent. But what he thought that meant was that he would never, ever, ever, ever get to attack. But in actuality, in soccer, really anybody can attack. It's just when you're in a defensive position, that means you need to make that your focus and only go on the attack when, like, you don't need to be defending. Yes. And and so he's, he's learning that at, at the moment. And, and like like his ability to move forward one, once he's covered all of his bases, and it's also helping him not be as selfish about the ball, because usually when he gets the ball, he keeps the ball until he scores. That's his goal. He wants to have the most time with the ball and make the most scores. Yeah. Um. And and putting him in this position is helping him. Uh see that his teammates are usually in a in a in an as good or better place to score than he is and, That's and good. he's able to connect plays better that way it it's just it's really satisfying seeing him in like one episode fucking devastated by the fact that he's been told he can only ever be a defensive position and then in the next mm-hmm. episode he's been basically removed from the team because he's so bad at defending to they put him into <laughs> a game and he's able to connect like the the two plays that win the the game for them mhm yeah it's just, it's really good shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Parallel World Pharmacy. Oh, no. No, I skipped one. Uh, Tepen, laughing till you cry. Oh, man. Uh, this is, this is Sleeper, one of the best anime this season. Is it? <laughs> it's, it, it is. And it's, it's kind of weird. Like, like, I'll, I'll admit it. It's, it's certainly not a normal anime. Um, and every single episode is very different because all of the comedy teams are very different. And, um, 
it's like every single time they're like, all right, cool. Here's the Ibarashi girls and they're going to do all sorts of weird stuff. And oh, here now we're at a um, uh, creepy uh, hotel in the woods and there's a murder mystery and uh, <laughs> and there's just jokes everywhere uh, throughout. And oh, cool. Now now we're on a uh, a bus trip where we're supposed to be naming um uh the supernatural events that occur as you go but if you don't guess it in time uh time rewinds and you have to begin the the van ride from the beginning the bus ride from the beginning and only one of the girls recognizes this the other two girls are just clueless because they're aliens. Like one of them is an alien, <laughs> and the other one pretends to be right. an alien. I forgot about and the, that. And and the third one uh, is the straight person in the group. Like they they don't. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, aliens. We're definitely aliens. I'm remembering my alien name, and <laughs> like I, this is the first time I've gone to look at like what this show looks like, and I guess. From your description before, I didn't realize this was also a cute girls do cute shit show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I, I didn't realize that the comedy groups were all women. Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all women. There's a uh, muscular black dude that runs the um, the hotel they're staying at. The Agil. Like, like... Yeah, yes. Uh, he is he is beefy as hell. Um Yeah, like it's just every little thing about it is 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 great. Uh I like the opening which is them rapping. Uh, there, there's no reason. It just they 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 rap the opening. Okay. I might actually pick this one up because you have high I, praises for this one. I I really enjoy the Kristen and I really enjoy this one. Okay. Um, this is one of the one of the ones we watched together. Um Yeah, okay, we can do another one. Uh Parallel World Pharmacy is like all the other pharmacy in the other world animes. How many of, of those are there? There's at least three that have come out in the last <laughs> year or so. Um what this is one what has wait, okay, well one of them is not an isekai. Because you're talking that one of them yeah, is banished right, from right, the heroes' you're right. party. You're right. Yes. <laughs> um, That's not Nisekai. I mean, it's not, but it might as well be. Right. I mean, it's, but that's it's, only it's, because it's, all Isekai use the traditional fantasy tropes at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there are still fantasy anime that feel fantasy that don't feel like an Isekai, <laughs> but but we keep getting fantasy anime that feel that like feel like an is- <laughs> yeah like, like um uh, oh, what's the one that came out this year the um, like this season well i, there, I don't there's... know there's one um like the kid from the last dungeon boonies moves to a starter town or whatever like that one i okay, watched yeah, most of that season and that's fantasy but it feels like it should be isekai yeah um yeah that that's um, what, and you said one made this abyss. season? Made, made, made in Abyss is coming out right now, and it does not feel like an isekai. 
No, it's, that it's is a, pure it's, fantasy. It's pure fantasy, and it feels like fantasy, and it doesn't feel like an isekai. But is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Feels like it should be an just isekai. Fantasy, <laughs> but it really feels like an isekai. I, I, I think one of the things that makes the difference there is that like made in abyss is just you live in a fantasy world whereas don machi and um the adventure party got banished from the adventure party uh from the heroes party is they have classes and they have levels scores and levels and and that is what really makes it because i mean like there, what's what was one of the first isekai? Um, Shit, <laughs> nobody considers it. Nobody considers it though. The, um, Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> no, I was talking about anime. Um, the Inuyasha was an isekai. Like, yeah, thank you. I was I was saying like the one with a wolf or something, wolf or demon or something. I mean, Inuyasha but even then, that's is a an stretch. It, it's a stretch because that's a it's an isekai in the sense that you go to a different place, but the different place is just um, Japan in the past. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, but it does get um, classified as like an isekai because isekai used to be like a hot dude sweeps a modern woman off her feet and takes takes her to his own world, and now now isekai has become um, a normal fucking whatever dude goes to another world and gets badass superpowers. Yeah, I I feel like the difference is like we have fantasy, we have isekai, and then we have what isekai like the, the there needs to be a new genre <laughs> um because because you can't look at both inuyasha and sword art online and say they're the same genre because they're yeah. not well they're, yeah uh, they clearly are they, not they're, they're they're very clearly not but and honestly sword art online sword art online are. is the um it's ground zero for this fucking isekai explosion that's been happening. Yeah. It wasn't the first one to do it, but it's the one that well, made okay. it popular. Yeah, certainly with anime, yes. Um, there were a lot of light novels and, and web novels and stuff right. beforehand that were all the exact same thing. Um, but this is what... still are. Sword Art Online is what made it explode, and it's why... Every single isekai is like this now. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like there's there's a new genre that doesn't have to be an isekai, and you don't have to be resurrected or reincarnated or taken. Uh, and whenever they say that they're resurrected or reincarnated or taken, half the time they aren't. Um, and sometimes <laughs> it's just fantasy, but they're all the same genre. Or sometimes they like, resurrect like, or reincarnate, but within their own world. Like that, uh, that fucking one about, like, the demon king who, like, like is resurrected a thousand years later and goes to high school. Yeah. Right, like, that, that also I, feels like it should be an isekai, but it's not. I think we just need to we just need to call it D and DNA because it's it's just 
Dungeons and Dragons in anime. That's that's what the genre is. Right. It's Sometimes ta- they're isekai. It's taking Sometimes they're just and fantasy. And sho- shoving it into fantasy. It's shit. it's it's video game mechanics in anime. And I love it. It's great. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It's also trash. <laughs> it oh, is. It's so bad. But it's but, so good. Like, <laughs> um. So Parallel World Pharmacy reminds me a lot of. Oh right, that's the, what we were talking about. Uh, assassin in another world, or executioner in another. Two or three seasons ago, the the one where he was an assassin and then he died and right. he has, he's yeah. resurrected in a new world I know as what you're talking an assassin. About. Yeah, uh it feels a whole lot like that because uh that dude was also a healer, taught to be a healer. And um in this one he's just all a healer, but he also does a whole bunch of stuff like um uh in the last one he goes and he uses his abilities to make cosmetics, and in the last episode, uh, he uses all of his his skills to make cosmetics. Hmm. Like beat for beat, it's it's pretty similar. Um, they, I don't, I don't know why they they just keep doing it. Right. I mean, you watch enough of these, and beat beat by beat, they start to feel. Yeah. Like the exact same show. Yeah. So the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated and reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. That I, one. I hate that title. <laughs> but honestly, like Pharmacy World Farm Parallel World Pharmacy is it's tame. Like it's it's fine. It's it's pretty good. It, it doesn't it help feels like like most of the Isekai, but it doesn't feel like it's bad like most of the bad isekai are it's a it's an average isekai <laughs> it doesn't it's it's, <laughs> it's like the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat it really also does not help the- this genre that they are in a competition to see who can have the longest book title yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it's, it's good, like, Banished from the Heroes Party was. Maybe not quite as good, but, you know, it's, it's in that same quality level. It is not bad, like the Fruit of Evolution. <laughs> Can I just be, I feel like Banished from the Heroes Party was slept on, and, like, in, in the mid-2000s, it would have been considered, like, a classic anime. <laughs> oh, absolutely it would have. <laughs> Like, like if that came out next to Haruhi, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, okay, I'll talk about my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Ugh. This show is trash. This show is straight <laughs> trash. And, hold on, I watched it because I knew it would be trash, but I thought it would be interesting. And the first episode or two was uh, Mother's Basement said after the first episode that it was like Kaguya-sama Love is War, but if they were playing Incest Chicken. Uh, and that that's an, a- that's an accurate thing for the first episode. And now what it's fallen into what it's fallen into is just standard romantic comedy tropes, but they live together. 
and our stepbrother and sister. But, like, that's just what it's become. And I wish it had stayed Incest Chicken. Because that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the stakes are so low, too, for everything that's happening. Um, the stakes are like, oh, if, if you act like you're not, uh, like, uh, my brother or my sister, then, you'll be the younger brother or sister because they were born on the same day and so they're fighting about who's the older one. Yeah. Um, it's dumb. Yeah. It's so low stakes that I'm just like, I don't care. Oh no. If I, if I look at my sister weird, I'll have to call her Onechan. Oh no. What? Why? And it. And the st- the the stepsister has straight up sniffed this dude's boxers on screen. So I I don't. She's lost. <laughs> she's lost. <laughs> oh. It's it's bad, and it's not fun bad anymore. It's just like I want to die bad. <laughs> Cause the first episode had them like, 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 oh man, I don't even remember the fucking situation that happened, but she ended up basically naked in the, in the living room with him. And then they had to like shove her into the, uh, the storage space under the couch when their parents came home. Like, like that was the shit that was going on in the first episode. And I was like, this is insane. What is happening? Hmm. And then they started this fucking bullshit about Onechan, Onichan. I don't care. <laughs> um, oh, and they have they have a couple of friends, and uh, the sister has a, a a friend who is insane. She's literally insane. She's she's so obsessed with this this girl that she met like three weeks ago that she completely changed her look to disguise herself and and flirt with her friend's stepbrother in order to make him fall in love with her so that eventually they could get married and she could live with her friend. I'm sorry, did you understand what I just said, John? I unfortunately did. <laughs> I'm so tired. Let's you move should... on. You yeah, you should stop watching that. I probably will. This is probably that was probably the last episode I'll ever watch of this show. Um, That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the best anime of the season. Is it Uncle from Another World? I'll say that <laughs> it's it's up there as a contender. This uh, it uh, it helps it that this season is very weak. <laughs> This is a yeah, weak anime there, season. There's not a whole lot going on. I'll I will agree with that. <laughs> um but Uncle from Another World is fucking awesome. That this is, is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, like this this is a good isekai. Also has Do I just not know of another one that did this? Like this seems like such an obvious thing to do. But I've never seen like, it. I've never. Okay, s- thank you. Yeah, good. I, 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 it's not just me. 
like, this is such an obvious storyline to do. You have someone go to an isekai and uh, get isekai'd, and then they come back. And they have all their powers still. Yeah, and that part in particular. Like, it would would be interesting seeing it both ways, but, like... Because, I mean... Oh, man, it's so good. the, The kids in Chronicles of Narnia, they do come back, but then they're just kids again. Yeah, and who cares about the Chronicles of Narnia? It's like my least favorite book by C.S. Lewis. Oh, I love it. Series. Um, <laughs> Voyage of the Dawn Treader is perfect. It's it's the best one he did. I will agree with that. <laughs> um, uh, I don't like anything he did really. Um, <laughs> okay, but uh, Uncle from Another World. Like, yeah, like how. How has nobody done this before? It it really does seem obvious. And as, I don't think anyone line. after seeing this, I don't think anyone should do it again. They've done it perfectly. Yeah, I I agree. It's, is uh, is I the mean, issue? You, like, could, <laughs> you could you could maybe show it do a comedy version. I mean, this is a comedy version. Right. This is like, just a gag. Com- this, is, this is just, just a, a gag, gag show. <laughs> um, please, okay. This is this is my plea. Don't make this but serious. No, absolutely like, do like, not. <laughs> Everything should be fucking stupid as shit. Don't don't do like uh <laughs> um remember when uh, Banished Carol... from the Heroes Party decided to bring Ares in and then have him do his like fascist world takeover thing and that was like the worst part of the show. Yeah, don't don't do like parallel world pharmacy and be like, all right, now he comes back and he can be the hero of our world and heal all the illnesses. Don't no, please, please no. the The only thing I can think that's similar to this is Gate, which is definitely more on the isekai side. Um, oh, and so Gate's I've heard another straight garbage. Fantastic! What? Oh, I mean, I haven't seen it. Gate was the shit. I loved Gate. All my (laughs) homies loved Gate. Like all my homies loved Gate. (laughs) I'm I'm not joking. Like while it was coming out, and for the next three months after, we talked about Gate. I mean, that we're talking about people at work, uh, people in the the gank. I mean, like. Everyone I know who watched anime watched Gate, and they loved it. So, like, dude, Gate was awesome. Um, and and it's like the closest that's ever come to Uncle from Another World. Um, but it's different because there's like an open portal between the two of them, right? A gate. Um, but yeah, like. The the only thing I could consider of like doing this again would be uh doing it but they don't have powers when they come back. So they're like dealing with what they went through, but also now they can't do any of the things. That could also be funny, especially to... if they constantly thought they were doing it. Ooh, that could be funny too, yeah. But like incidentally, every time they attempt to do something, something does happen, but it's not what they intended. So they just think that their powers have gone wrong, but in actuality they don't have them at all. Mm-hmm. I think that could be funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> like they're they're on a quest to get their powers back, but like they're in our world that, that <laughs> there's no getting it back. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, okay, no. Uncle, so- it's it's so good. Uncle from another world is so good. I hate the uncle. <laughs> oh no, I he's love the uncle. A, he's such a clueless asshole. Um, but as I mean, both of them are. Uh, <laughs> all three of them. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for her. Uh, uh also uh Sundre Kun. Uh or Sundre Chan. Uh man, she <sighs> She needs to show up in person. She needs to show up, yes. <laughs> like she needs to find a way into our world. She needs to get reverse isekai'd. Yes. But um what I think is really great about the show is that it doesn't just rely on the uncle for the comedy because it introduced Fujimiya and like like she's she's hitting on the the nephew dude whose name I will not ever remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But but like they he's able to like go into her or his memories and see what she was like as a kid and she was just the snottiest little fucking brat who ever existed and they they're able to wring so much comedy just out of that and and the only the only isekai shit that plays into that at all is his ability to tap into memories Mm mm-hmm so, like, they're not uh, they're not reliant on just oh he came from another world and he did stupid shit over there, and I like that a lot. Yes, like they uh, could have just done that that one note bullshit forever, and it would have been fine. But uh-huh. the shit with Fujimiya is the best, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, that's it for anime. We'll probably won't talk about anime for like five or six weeks. Yeah, um, possibly. Uh, un- unless something big happens, I don't see any reason to. Uh, just honestly, go go check out Uncle from Another World. Wombat's gonna say watch Call of the Night, but you don't need to. And uh, definitely watch Teppen Laughing Till You Cry because um, it's it's just funny. And if you've watched the old, the other seasons of Dan Machi, but you have you haven't started this one up, you should do it. it it's good. Yeah, s- same same with Overlord. And um, honestly, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting is like a day I'm on from last season, but with Yakuza yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's good shit. <laughs> yeah. Game facts. The facts about the games. We're talking about Mist. It feels weird that we haven't talked about Mist before. Yeah. It, it feels like this is an obvious one to do. Yeah. Which is why we are doing it. Right. Hey, before you start, and you're going to need to cut this out, uh, there's a uh, editor's note in there, underlined. Don't Don't read that out loud. That's... It's just to get you to move on from a monster, because we'll talk about the monster in the next fact. So, just... So, like, read the name, but don't read the editor's note? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, like keep going. Just, you know, don't, don't like, stop and make a big fuss about them, because we'll do that next. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll do that once the fact is over. Yeah, well, well there's there, the the next fact is about them. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yep. Mist is a graphic adventure puzzle game developed by Cyan Incorporated and published by Broderbund for Macintosh, making it one of the few games to ever actually come out on Apple and not just be either eventually ported over or played on a virtual Windows environment. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what that Sorry, means. Sorry, Apple. <laughs> games don't come out on Apple. No? The, the games don't get published for Apple. They, huh. they they don't you 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 do not buy apple products if you want to play games i mean i knew can that play them you still can play them because you can do a virtual environment of windows by installing windows on your apple computer and then playing it inside the windows environment basically you do a linux with windows yes and that's functionally the only way to play most games on on mac they, there are occasionally games that come out on Mac, but I mean, honestly, like it's, it's 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 functionally none of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, it, more games come out playable for Linux than come out playable for Mac. Right. I mean, I, I see the Linux symbol next to a lot of Steam games, um, yeah. along with the Windows symbol. But you're right; like, pretty much never the uh, <laughs> Apple symbol. No Apple symbol. (laughs) (laughs) In Mist, you play as an unnamed person who stumbles across a magical book titled Mist, which teleports you to the island of Mist upon reading it. Um, That man's name is Naofumi. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) As you explore the island, you discover more books that teleport you to various other ages, as well as prison dimensions. Oh, no, wait, this kid is Macaulay Culkin. Or this yeah. guy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he, he's doing a, um, a page... Fuck, what's the name of that movie? Couldn't tell you. It's the one where Macaulay Culkin opens up books and it takes him to different, like... Like, like he has a fantasy book and a horror book and shit, and he goes through all that. Page Master! The Page Master. That was it. That's there it. we go. Yeah. Uh, that, that movie was great. Gosh. <laughs> In these prison dimensions are the sons of Atris, Cirrus, and Akinar, who blame each other for the death of their father. They are trapped in these books, and you must travel the ages and solve the puzzles therein to get the missing pages for their books to release them. Wait. Why are we trying to release them? Uh, I mean, because one of them didn't, presumably. But, wait, but... I mean, two of them didn't, presumably, right? Only one of them could have killed the dad. There's only two children, two sons. Oh, I see. I I, I misunderstood what it was. Did did, did you forget that the Oxford comma exists? Maybe. There was none there. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone. The sons of Atris, Cirrus and Akinar. Right. The the way I read it was bad. I read it as Atris, Cirrus, and Akinar. And that's yep. how it went into my head. Yep. Yep. Um, 
They both request you leave a third green book alone, stating it's a trap book like their own. And they are right to a degree because they used it to trap their father Atris in it. If you choose to release either brother, they trap you in their place and the game is over. But if you release Atris, he destroys the son's books and you remain free. So they both trapped him. Yes. But then how did they get trapped? Uh, special books that trap those who read them. So they, like, incidental from them trapping their dad. They trapped themselves, basically. They accidentally trapped themselves. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The concept for Myst came from Jules Verne's sequel to... There's a sequel? To 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, The Mysterious Island, which features a group marooned on a spooky and eerily similar island. I didn't realize Jules Verne ever wrote sequels to anything. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I think he wrote a couple sequels. I think think there's one to the, the one where they go to the moon. I don't know the one where they go to the moon. Yeah. I don't really know it either. Uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth was my fucking jam, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cyan Incorporated, now Cyan Worlds Incorporated, was founded by brothers Rand and Robin Miller, who functionally single-handedly developed their first four games, including Myst, together. They primarily developed graphic adventure games, although they later made some MMOs, platformers, and generic mobile games. Um, anything we've ever heard of? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, interesting spelling on Robin here, though. The only Robin I know that spells it with a Y is like a, a European pop singer. Yeah. Um. Robin Miller, who did the acting for Cirrus, primarily worked on the feel of the game, directing the visual design as well as composing all the music for it. He left shortly after Myst's sequel and went on to work in the film industry. Okay. Directing, Uh writing, editing, composing, acting, sometimes separately, sometimes all together, like he did for the immortal Augustus Gladstone. For which he played... Augustus Gladstone. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of this, but basically he did a Tommy Wiseau on that one, huh? Yep. <laughs> uh, Rand Miller, who did the acting for both Akinar and his father Atris, was the primary developer for most of Cyan's games and remains the CEO today because I guess they're still around. <laughs> yep. Uh, Their first games together were for children, the first being The Manhole, which featured a magic manhole with a giant beanstalk inside that led to a fantasy world. Both it and their next games, Cosmic Osmo and The Worlds Beyond the Mackerel, and Spelunks and The Caves of Mr. Pseudo, spelled wrong, were black and white. But most later got colorized versions after Mist sold well. You can't say someone's name was spelled wrong. It's obviously <laughs> trying to be pseudo, like fake, right? But there's no P. I'm gonna say that's spelled wrong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Cosmic Osmo and the Worlds Beyond the Mackerel. That's it. That sounds like a Douglas Adams novel. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> it never got a color version as far as I could find. Damn. It was only ever black and white. Oh, well. I want to get my hands on that game. Cosmic Cosmo, Cos- Cosmo? Yeah. And the world's beyond the mackerel. Uh, what- it's on Steam. <laughs> the eternal question. What lies beyond the mackerel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that once they made it a little, you know, you know, missed sold well, so they had kind of made it in the industry, they went back to their previous games and gave them a little love. Yeah, that's nice. Um, Mist is good, too. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking back to watching someone. I don't remember who, but someone <laughs> when I was a kid played Mist, and I would, like, watch over their, their shoulder. Yeah. I mean, for our generation, that's pretty much all that ever happened. <laughs> right. I've never played Mist myself, but it looked cool. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. <laughs> Probably should, because I don't remember it. Like, I, I wouldn't be spoiled by any of it. No. Uh, from my childhood. <laughs> Not the least of which because Mist is a gigantic game with billions of things in it. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Mist selling well, it was so popular as one of the first games on CD-ROM that it actually contributed to the popularity of the format, and increasing sales of CD-ROM drives and even full computers can be traced to Myst. Wow, Myst got us to move from floppy disk to CDs. Yep. (laughs) It's probably the thing Myst did best. Except for the U.S. government that still uses floppy disks for nuclear codes. Yeah... Because they're smart. It was so popular, it was the best-selling PC game for nine years until The Sims took over in 2002. And it sold over 12 million units to date. It was big enough that Disney executives considered turning Disney World's Discovery Island into an interactive misadventure, with mock-ups made and plans published. Why was Disney thinking of doing that? Because Mist was the most popular thing. Like so, they were gonna like try and buy Mist, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least the rights to to it for their park. I mean, they they do a lot of things, or they did do a lot of things that weren't necessarily just Disney. I'm glad they did. I mean, hey, though. there's there's a Star Wars section for years before you know they bought Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, the, the, like they did the uh, Indiana Jones thing too, before mm-hmm. they really owned Indiana Jones. Like I saw yeah. in like two thousand fucking like three or some shit. I saw the Indiana Jones show at um, what, what's that section called? Is it MGM Studio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they changed the name of it, but yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Disney, it was lauded so much that advertiser quotes at the time said the devs were the next Walt Disney, the next Spielberg. No, bigger than Spielberg. I don't know who could possibly be fucking bigger than Steven (laughs) Spielberg. (laughs) They're more like D.W. Griffith or Eisenstein. Yep. Or Chaplin. After, was Chaplin that big? 
Uh, I mean, Chaplin definitely was big. He definitely helped catapult the medium into... I don't think he was Spielberg big, though. I mean, I think it's more of a thing of, like, would we really have TV if it weren't for people like Chaplin, who really, like, really pushed the medium? I guess. I don't know, man. (laughs) After those artists' movies, audiences came away knowing that film would be an important part of human culture. I don't know that that's true. That's a, that's a good thing to say in hindsight, but... <laughs> that's how you feel after playing Mist, that this medium is now for real. And yet we would still... We, we still have an argument about whether games are art or not to this day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't feel like Mist yeah. did that. <laughs> Yep. Um, who's Eisenstein first? I don't. Uh, I, I Eisenstein was a famous Soviet um, silent film director. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he did much to fucking never heard of Eisenstein. <laughs> present the medium throughout the rest of the world. Okay. Um, while we agree that the gaming medium is real. And that Mist was a big step forward in many areas. We disagree that there they were really any of those things, and that they should probably not have compared them to the guy who made the KKK fan film Birth of a Nation if they wanted them to be looked kindly upon. Oh, yeah, that's who D.W. Yeah. Griffith is. Yeah, I I didn't know if you would know who D.W. Griffith is. No, so I didn't want you to like immediately like start. Going off on him, but uh, yeah. Listen, I'm I also sure held off on this of point. Is. I also held off until this point to say that uh, Chaplin was also a pedophile, so maybe we shouldn't yeah. be in hindsight lauding him so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and again, Steven Spielberg is to this day. One of the biggest fucking directors in the in film. He has a he has yeah. a career spanning five decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you can compare honestly anybody else to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little difficult to to get like. I can't buy into that. And to say this about the people who made Mist. Mm-hmm. Um, the well, Cyan Worlds are the next Steven Spielberg. The next yeah. Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah. The next Charlie Chaplin. Cyan Worlds. Oh. <laughs> 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 But also, like, just don't, just don't do them dirty like that. Yeah. With, also, with don't the, compare like, them to fucking white nationalist sympathizers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I, I hate the birth of a nation for many reasons. I, I like. It was the first non-serial film ever made. Right. Um, it's, it was like it was it really it was the first film made. Um. It was, uh, I think, the first non-silent film. Not because it had voices, but because it had a musical score. Um, 
It was the first and... movie ever shown in the White House. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, what, what was it? So Wilson? Like, I think it was Wilson who saw it. It, it. it was in fact Woodrow Wilson, and he was a crazy racist. So. <laughs> Yep. That should tell um, everybody something. Yeah. Uh and uh, and it's got a fantastic name. Like the Birth, Birth of, of a Nation, Nation is just an is an well, incredible name. Like it, it's such a good name. It uh, mystifies here, what it's actually about. It it yeah. completely sh- shrouds the 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 subject of the film. When okay, so <laughs> shroud, <laughs> like like yeah. eight or nine years ago, when I was uh, starting my game design company, and we were we were working on a game, and we had I had been working on that game just me for about eleven years at that point, right? And I was I was at a point where I needed other people's help. I we also needed to like take the ideas and transform it into something different, something better, more polished. Um, And we didn't want to stick with the name because it, it had just been, when you work on a project for too long, the name gets tied to kind of the despair of the project. And sometimes you need a rebranding just to (laughs) keep pushing it forward. Right. And we, we were trying to think of a good name for it. And someone suggested why don't we call it the birth of a nation? Oh no! Because, because the name works perfectly for video games. Like it's such a good name, and I was like, "There is no way in hell we can call right. it the birth of a nation." Like and the swastika, like, oh. these words have been tainted. <laughs> yeah, like why not? Like well, maybe because it's the KK Cake film. Like let's uh, let's not do that. And they went, "Oh fuck." <laughs> It says a lot about America, too, that the first movie we made with, like, music in it, and the first one that Mm -hmm. was shown in the White House was glorifying the KKK. It really, really signals to the world what America is about. Yeah. So, (laughs) it is both frustrating that it exists, and personally frustrating to me, because they took a name and they, they ruined it. Right. It is a fantastic name that they've they've butchered. <sighs> Eventually, Mist received an official sequel, Riven, in which you you help Atrus free his wife from his own father Gen, and features the art direction of Richard Richard Vanderwend, who previously worked for ILM, designing the film's Willow. And inner space before pitching and producing Aladdin at Disney. Oh my god. John. First of yeah. all, Aladdin, that's my uh-huh. fucking childhood. I think uh-huh. that might have been my favorite Disney Disney movie when I was a kid. Fucking Aladdin. No, that's not true. Second I... favorite, because Toy Story Toy Story is me. I am no, Toy I Story. I don't give a shit about Toy Story. Aladdin is 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 my favorite. Uh, I can sing every single song <laughs> from heart. Like is, but I, um, I, it's it's fantastic. I think I watched Willow when I was a teenager, and mm-hmm. I fell in love mm-hmm. specifically with Val Kilmer, but also with the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie. 
it, it it has a way of like there's not actually much to the movie but it makes you feel like a bigger story than it is yeah like, like it they're not able to do much because it's the 80s and they're still using practical effects and shit so uh, when you're actually looking at it it's kind of like small scale but if you're able to like imagine what else could be like just off camera it feels uh-huh. like such a big world yeah anyway that's me gushing about willow for a second um Riven also features the music of a young Martin O'Donnell just after he made the Flintstones Vitamins jingle and just before he went on to work for Bungie on Myth, Myth 2, Oni, Halo, and Destiny. He actually learned about Bungie through the others at Science since they were playing Marathon during all their downtime. Oh, so you have a personal connection with this. Uh He made all the music for your favorite game. Yeah. Myth 2. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're almost done. Don't worry. Cyan Worlds Incorporated, of course, still exists. And aside from a few, and we mean like three games since Myst that aren't sequels or remakes, just about everything else is. Mist has been remade only a half dozen times, not counting ports, and also spawned the Uru series of Mist games. I wanted to say Uru so bad. I know you did. (laughs) (laughs) Canonical to the storyline, as well as things like the throwback Cosmic Osmos Hex Isle. What happened to the worlds beyond the mackerel? Uh, He got kicked out. He got exiled. The mackerel did? No, Cosmic Osmo. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he got exiled to the Hexile. Is uh, is that what actually happened, or is this just a, a joke? No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. That's fun. Exiled to the Hexile. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, it's received a few parodies and spiritual successors, like the fan-made Pissed, for people who hated the original game, or Obduction, which was produced by Cyan Worlds itself. I guess they thought their story was over. And that was just the facts. We're back on track. With more adventure games. I mean, Pissed is... It feels like too obvious of a fucking <laughs> name. I feel like they could have dug deeper. I don't know where to. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, it just feels like a Nathan Fielder level, like dumb Starbucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was it for this week. Uh, we actually went really long with our anime talk, and we always do. I and I made too many game facts. Um, it was a long kept, one this week. Yeah. Like, they usually came, you keep it around, like, coming. 13 or 15, and we went to 18, and we had to take a yeah. detour to talk about the crazy racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> that bastard uh, being America. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to for next week? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I'm supposed to meet the girl I've been talking to this week. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, shit. John, actually, next Monday is when I'm supposed to be starting school. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Are you all signed up and everything? I'm registered for classes. That's good. What classes you taking? Ooh, um, I can sign in real quick and tell you. Math and English. No, because I've already taken those eight years ago. All right. And they haven't expired yet? Nope. Those don't expire. Ah, good. I'm glad that, that Texas does that, too, because <laughs> not all the states do. Let's see. I've got Introduction to Computing. Ooh. I've got Texas Government, because Texas makes you take that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've got. It's like, why would you take that? Yeah, it's a required <laughs> class in Texas. Um, I've got physical science one, and I've got beginning Spanish. Physical science. Yep. It's like physics, but they don't go all the way. Well, I, I couldn't take physics because I didn't have the required math course, and I wasn't going to take it. Yeah, because I don't like math. <laughs> yeah. So I just found a science course that I could do that fit the uh, required credits. Okay. Yep. Well, cool. Have fun with that. Um, but that means we're not might, really looking for anything. We need to change up when we record. We do. Yep. I'm looking forward to figuring that out. Uh, what are we? What are we gonna do? Next week. I know we're talking about games, and uh, if you want to follow along with our mobile game, this week we're going to be playing A Girl Adrift. A Girl Adrift. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you want to find some hot shit to look at? I mean, I could find some hot shit. That that won't be too hard for me. Um, I just have to look in the mirror. Oh! Oh. John, you don't have to say that about yourself. <laughs> nah, I do. It's true. Um, let's see. Watch list movies. Uh, I mean, we could watch the sequel to Iron Sky. We could. Um, <sighs> we could watch the riff tracks to uh, Doctor Who, the Daleks. <laughs> Oh, the, is there the a riff tracks of it? I've never done a riff tracks. How do you? How do you? How do people even do that? You you riff. You just look it up. Like they they record over it. With oh, dialogue. I thought they did the. Uh, I thought they had to do this thing where they like record the audio, and then you have to like start the movie, and then the audio at like the no, same time. No, no, nobody would ever do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nobody would ever do that. Um. Oh, that's ten bucks, though. Yeah. Well, wait, no, not if you rent it. It says a digital video, ten dollars. You can rent. I've got to find it. I only. Have I don't the, see uh, a rent button. Sequel. It says I can stream it free with a friend's subscription, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> uh. Not Invasion Earth. Uh, yep, that's the one. That's currently unavailable. What? 
Wasn't what? there a riff tracks type thing that Joel did also? The the first guy from um, MST3K? I thought he did his own version of this also. Maybe. <clears throat> I don't remember. Um, uh, looks like I, we can't do that one, though. You know what? Actually, I think Joel just works on the new MST3K. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, we could watch Invasion of the Star Creatures. Uh, send me a link to that. <laughs> uh, Let's see here. What is it? Two bumbling soldiers find plant-like creatures that are under the control of two beautiful alien scientists who are bent on conquering Earth. It's a, it's a 1962 film, so it should be short and awful. Okay. I mean, it's an hour 20. That's true. Yep. So we can do that. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. All right. So if right, you want to watch along with us, we're watching Invasion of the Star Creatures from 1962. Yeah, so uh, you go play um, a, girl a Girl Adrift, adrift and watch um, Invasion of the Star Creatures, which I need to paste without formatting. There we go. Yeah, that's going to be awful. Yeah. I, I hope I hope y'all enjoy. <laughs> uh, share this with someone who likes Jules Verne. That should be everybody. It should be everyone, and you should share it with everyone. He wrote good books. It was pretty good, yeah. 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 Bye! I, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> Bye!